Hello, and welcome to Black Girl Joy. I'm your host, Nicole Celine, and today's guest is Ms. Dolores Gilmore, author of These Ten Men, Her, The Life and Times of Rowan and Grace, and soon to be released, The Wrong Good Woman, the story of one woman who discovered the courage to face the enemy within. Not only is she an author, she is also gifted in spoken word. So I hope she will bless us with some of her poetry. So sit back, relax, and embrace the journey. Hello, Dolores. Hello, sister. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. Excited about just having this conversation with you. Just very excited. So, welcome to Black Girl Joy. And can you, usually the beginning is, can you give everyone, you know, who is, okay, you said not to say it, but I'm going to say it, (laughs) Dr. Dolores Gilmore. Who are you, my love? Well, I'm a sister. I am a proud sister of um, lots of sisters. Amen. <laughs> and, and, um, and also, I'm a friend. I'm an auntie. I am a proud auntie. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Um, and... I think my greatest um, identity is I am a daughter of God. Amen. Yeah. And then, and after that comes everything else. Yes. Amen to that. I agree. It is always nice to be a daughter of the Lord. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So this segment that I'm doing is on authors, and you are a proud author of The Wrong Good Woman. So I'd like for you to tell me about what that means exactly. What inspired you to write it? What was the leading that um, got you to writing this? Well, I'm writing that book currently, so I'm mm. almost I'm almost done with it. So it is, uh, I'm almost in that editing process. So you know, <laughs> so I'm almost there. Um, what got me writing this book is the concept of the good woman. You, we would, you know, oftentimes um, we would hear that a lot in our society, or depending on where you grew up. And I didn't particularly grow up um, in this country. I was born in this country, but I didn't grow up here. Mm-hmm. And right. so what happens is that that term and that phrase was a little weird to me. It always would get my attention when I would hear someone say, you know, all that guy needs is a good woman, you know, or all this needs is a good woman. And oftentimes, the good woman was always about what um, a man needed. And for me, I thought, okay, well, that's very interesting. And then what began to happen is as I continue to grow and continue to, um, to live and have experiences, I began to ask more questions. And right. one of those questions was I began to ask 
the brothers, <laughs> you know, my father figures and, and, you know, what that meant to them. And what that meant to them is very different than how you would hear it um, talked about by a lot of women that I knew. Mm-hmm. And then I began to have more questions and I began to go to father and I began to ask some of the um, biblical authorities around me about, mm. about this concept. And my question was how I started off this book. My question was, how is it that in companies we talk about the right fit, mm-hmm. right? but we don't talk about the right woman? Mm. Interesting. I was just like, so is any good woman okay for it? <laughs> you know, you know, all she has to be is a good woman. It doesn't matter if she's the right woman as long as she's a good woman. And I began to really uh, pray on that and I couldn't let it go. So I began to ask the Lord once again, you know, what, what is... Um, what part of this is about a definition and what part of this is about healing? Mm, and, okay. And he okay. was like, all of it's about healing. And he was like, what I need you to understand, I need, I need you to travel with me. And I need you to understand every time I make something, I make it specifically. I don't make a random anything. It can be good, but it doesn't mean it's right for you. Right. You could be good, but that doesn't mean you're right for that person or you're right for that situation. He says, what I want my daughters to understand is to stop being everybody's good woman and be the right woman. And in order to do that, you have to stop and just journey. And sometimes that journey means healing some misconceptions Mm-hmm. healing some things that we thought he said that he really never said um, healing some things that we believe that were just not true and so that's how I started with that so basically it's like stopping in the midst of your journey and healing and bringing understanding also to those different parts of your life yeah absolutely mm. Mm. okay but you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can, I can really, um, I can really go into that one because I know that along the way from being a child to a young child to being a young teenager, looking at yourself, examining yourself, wanting to know who you are, and then getting to the place of being a grown adult and having to look back on all those things that hurt you right? and, and brought you discomfort or pain and knowing how to navigate and address those processes of healing. Right. You know, that can be, you know, that can take a while. And a lot of us want that microwavable change, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's, there is none. When you're talking about what we're talking about right now, there is no microwavable um, um, healing mm-hmm. in regards to that because 
then I had to really examine parts of me that were shut down and just closed off. And one of the things that um, I had to examine and, and really allow Father to do is journey, journey with him so I can see and examine, that's where I picked that up. Mm, that's where right. I thought that. That's the first place I thought that. That's the first, first place I believe that. That's where I picked that belief up. That's what happened there. And then being willing to do something about it. Right. Because the first thing is acknowledging the the hurt or the pain. And then the next should be beginning the journey of healing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was long. And, and you know, sis, I didn't care. I didn't care how long it was going to take. I just wanted to be whole I just I didn't care (laughs) I just did not you know the word whole sometimes is is interesting to me because I think that even in that a lot of times we don't understand what it means to be whole right you know and 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 that in and of itself is a whole as there's the word um interview by itself because to be whole means not it doesn't mean that you're not going to have any hurts pains or but it's going to affect you differently it's going to you're going to deal with it differently from a place of healing and wholeness in that particular place absolutely and I couldn't have said it better sis and um the thing that I believe that often we get stuck in is when father says whole nothing missing nothing broken nothing lacking he doesn't mean perfect as in there's nothing there's no place ever that you're going to ever have to grow again as you just so um accurately stated and there is going to be a next place that you're going to experience hurt either you're going to be the one that's hurting someone or someone is going to be hurting you. And how are we going to matriculate through that? Right. Is it going to, am I going to be now shut down forever? I'm not going to love anybody forevermore. You know, um, I'm bitter forevermore. What, what, what is going to be a result of that? And I think the biggest lesson for me was the tools that he gave me and that I learned from so many others Mm -hmm. and still learning. I want to put that out there as well. Um, Those tools have been amazing because those tools work. But I think the first thing was just really being honest about, you know, this hurts, that happened, but I'm not willing to live there. Right. You know, I'm just not going to live there. And um, there's there's a whole life ahead of me. There's There are people that um, I won't be able to love if, if this doesn't heal. Right. There's people I won't be able to see properly. I won't, matter of fact, I won't be able to see myself properly if I don't heal. So, yeah. Right. And healing also brings 
healing also brings boundaries. Oh, yeah. And that is one of my favorite books. I wrote that today about that because I'm still, it's a book that I continuously go back to. And I mentioned to everyone and anyone who has an ear, you know, boundaries are important. Boundaries are necessary in your life, not only in relationships, but in everything with your children, with your oh, husband, yeah. with your friends, oh, yeah. in your own life, with you, within yourself. Boundaries are important. I, you know, I tell you, um, you just spoke a whole heap of things right there in regards to boundaries. I love that book by, by Dr. Um, Henry Cloud and mm-hmm. Dr. Scott Townsend. Yes. And as I was sharing with you before, I was uh, in a program um, with Dr. John Townsend out there in um, in California, just mm-hmm. learning, learning some things. But the thing that um, I found so interesting is a lot of us want relief we really, a lot of us don't really want to heal. Right. And so when you talk about boundaries, as hard as you go in, as hard as our sisters go in, as hard as we go in when someone, you know, um, shares like they want, they want to break free of this or break free of that. The thing is, break free looks very different on someone who wants relief Versus someone who really wants to heal and wants to be better. Yeah. So the good woman is really based on a woman that's actually healing. Yeah. You know, and and willing to to change and bring change not only to herself, but then also to her household. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And being and, and saying no to a lot of nonsense that doesn't make any sense. And when I say that, um, I'm talking about the plan and the purpose and the destiny that Father has for each of us. Right. Individually and then collectively. But you, we, if I'm in everything, if I'm running and hopping and skipping, no matter what problems come up, I'm not attentive to really what's assigned to me. Right. And so when you say boundaries, I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's <laughs> l- let's let's get that right there. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I think that that's another. Um, I think I'm going to start reading excerpts of that book on my uh, on Black Girl Joy because it is it is something that it's um, it's just necessary for us to hear um, yeah. and and understand. So, but you also now you've written a fictional, you wrote a fictional book. What was the name of your fictional book? Right. So I wrote three fictional books. Right. Um, the first one is These Ten Men. Um, the second and- one was Her. And the last one was The Life and Times of, um, of Roman and Grace. Okay. So what was, what was Her about? So hers about my own, um, based on my own journey and a journey of a a woman, a coach, a coach mentor that I had, mm. who really, uh, who's in sports and and um, was one of the first women to be there, and especially in the, in the role she was in, but also she was having this journey um, with the Lord, 
in regards to healing old wounds that she never was honest about. Mm. Yeah. And so, and, and also the time that um, her husband and her family, this was like, please go away. And, and, and if the Lord is telling you to, to take 40 days or whatever it is, we'll be here when you get back, Right. you know, <laughs> um, whatever you need to do, you've been here for us. And but we, we want you to heal. You know, and a lot of us, what we do is we do more stuff and, and, and we're not healing at all. And so she shared that journey with me, which off, which what it did is it encouraged me all the more to dig deeper in my own journey. Mm -hmm. Because what I was uh, great at doing is hiding behind work. Right. And we oh, all can do that very oh, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's funny that you said about her family wanting her to, that she's there for them. Yeah. And a lot of times it's funny, but, and not in a ha-ha way, but we can be there for everyone else. But oh when it God. comes time to be there for ourselves, right. and I find myself in that place at times, it's like, how do I do this? Because right. I've spent so much time being there for everyone else yeah. that now I don't know, like, what do I do for me? Like, right. what is, how do I begin doing for me? Right. You know, and it's not a selfish thing, no. but it's being a self, I don't, how do you, it's not even, it's like selfless and also being introspective, not oh, yeah. criticizing myself, right. but just right. introspective of oh, me. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. what do I really need and what yeah. do I really want? Yeah. And, and that word need is a big deal. And uh, it's a huge, huge deal. And oftentimes we don't even want to use the word need at all. Um, but there's certain things that I need from supplements um, that, and I need another degree from essential vitamins and minerals, mm. you know? So when I think about need, I think about the essentials. I think breath, I think oxygen, I, I think I think water, I, I think um actual nutrients that really make a huge difference. I think sleep, I think recreation, I think meditation, mm -hmm. I think Bible study, you know, not, you know, how I feel about devotion without Bible study, you know how I feel about that. <laughs> but, you know, I yeah. digress, I digress. <laughs> but um, I think about uh, growing on purpose, having, having sister time and having time where I love to go and I, I love to learn in environments that don't necessarily um, do what I do, but, but enhance what I do because what it does is sensitizes me to whether I've stopped listening because I'm around something that's like me all the time. Mm. So I love to, uh, you know, about three times a year, I love to go to a conference or a summit that doesn't do what I do. So I can really hone in on how well am I really listening? Right. Because listening know? truly is an art. Yeah. So do you plan on, is, is writing something that you plan on continuing to do? Is it something that you see yourself growing old gracefully with, you know, because 
a lot of times, you know, we pick up certain things and we grow into it. And I feel that you are growing into the area of writing, not only just fictionally, but also being an, an author of an actual, you know, your own life, your personal biography. You know, uh, sis, you know, you, uh, you know how to nail me. I mean, cause you know, you're my sister, so you know how to do it. Um, <laughs> nailing me, y'all. But, but absolutely. I do. I didn't before, you know, for years, I just thought writing was just the way I talked because I didn't really talk a lot, mm. you know? And so, um, I, I used it to come out of my shell. And so um, that's what I used it for, for years. And then um, one of, one of uh, one, someone very close to me said to me, um, these are books that are supposed to help others. Thank you so much. Right, exactly. I agree. And I, I was just like, Mine, yours. Who asked you? Okay, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> strong name. How I about you, you say your name? Only mind your business. But um, <laughs> but she was right. She was right, and I was convicted about it. And I and I, of course, I went to her and let her know you were right, and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I make that adjustment immediately. And I do, you know, um, I have to have an urge by um, Father to even talk about anything in that kind of way, because it has to work on me for a while. I, I have to come through it. It has to do something inside of me. I don't, I'm not the kind of um, writer at this point. I don't know how it's going to continue to morph and grow, mm-hmm. but at this point, don't kind of get things that don't help folks in a in a way that that it that it resonates with me so it's it's like a personal journal yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it is and you know um one of my dreams is I always wanted brothers and so for me you know and siblings period and so for me I was just like I wanted to, I, I remember telling the Lord, if, if you ever have me to write, I want to make sure I write in such a way that my brothers would not feel condemned. I want to, you know, I want them to be able to read it and go, you know what? I see something in here that could possibly help me. And that's, you know, that was very important to me. I I didn't want to, um, because a lot of the topics that I cover are the topics that speak to both. Of course, you know, I'm a woman, so I have a woman's perspective. But because I I grew up, um, I was raised by men, you know, um, I have an affinity to how they... um, what disrespects them and, and what doesn't. So, so, I'm, so I'm sensitive to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, we we should yeah. be sensitive to that because they too have a voice. Yeah, and I don't want, ever want to write in such a way that it's, you know, just beating them down to the ground and this kind of thing. Because a lot of things that are happening is that 
we're participating oftentimes in nonsense. And if we know it's nonsense, then, you know, at, at some point we got to go, okay, why am I participating in nonsense? Yeah. I don't believe in men bashing. I, right. I believe that if a man is wrong, then we right. need to call him out on right. his wrong. Just right. like, I don't, you know, discriminate. And most people who know me know I'm well, like, know. you know, yeah. I take, I take both sides, <laughs> men and women, and I'm, I'll tell them both, you know, yeah, if, you you're wrong, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Right. Um, so I, I totally understand that. So was that these 10, you, there was one called these 10 men. Was that about men or was that? It, it definitely was that one and the third one. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, and what it was, it was the journey of one man and, and 10 different snapshots of his life. Mm. And so what it was is that it demonstrated what he was and what he what his behavior was like, which really gives us an insight to what his thought life was like. Mm. So what his behavioral lifestyle was like in those 10 uh, snapshots that we catch it. And so it's it's one of those things where we're just bystanders observing and every time we take a snapshot of him we observe a different behavioral lifestyle and from that behavioral lifestyle we draw a template almost like an investigative reporter or we guess investigator who is uh, an FBI who's investigating a crime we trace back what is happening in the set of his mind. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. We're going to have to do another interview on that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to leave that one right there. Yes, and I'm going to say, so, so in the last few minutes of this interview, where can, um, where can uh, the people find these fictional books and the new book to come? Well, the, the last one, I'm, I'm almost done, y'all. I'm not done yet, but I'm almost done. It, it will be on Amazon. Oh, all, amen. Yes, and all three of them are on Amazon. Okay, so can you say the three of them again? Yes. So the first one is These Ten Men. The second one is Her. And the last one is The Life and Times of Rowan and Grace. Awesome. And so in the intro, I said, and I know we had this conversation about you and the spoken word, because that is how not only did we meet in church, but we met, you know, in dance. And right. also, I was blessed to be able to hear you. So I'd like for you to end <laughs> this beautiful and wonderful interview. <laughs> The one of many, let's just put it that way, ladies and gentlemen, um, in the spoken word for us, because I love it when you oh, do. It. Oh, gosh. Let me let me raise this up right here so I can actually see it. <laughs> OK, so let me see what I'm going to do for my sister since I'm not going to get out of that. Oh. No, you're not. Not no. at all. <laughs> No matter what I do, no matter what I do. No, no. <laughs> Let me see what we have here. Oh my gosh. Okay, hold on. I'm not certain that I have it up. Okay, hold on. Just give me one second. It's all okay. good. Take your time. Oh. <laughs> 
because I am looking forward to it. And I know that everyone listening is also. So I got it. All right. All right. This one is called Shards of Broken Glass. Sounds of shoes walking over the broken shards of glass. No one heard his heartbreak over the broken shards of glass. No one heard the internal and relentless dialogue which plagued him like a festering pestilence over a war-torn territory in the midst of a place called nowhere by some. But was home for him. No one heard his tears. No one heard his heartbreak over the broken shards of glass. He tried to keep it a secret and to move forward according to the keep it moving mantra, which had raised him to be a man of few words. He had a bitter and mean disposition Often the pressure of his poor decisions bore down on him and caused him to buckle because no one heard his heartbreak over the broken shards of glass. And as his grind increased and his bank account grew, he attempted to silence the self-doubt through the constant companions of the addicted. Perversion in every form surfaced to take ownership of his perspective and turn his unstable understanding of his own identity into a pervasive pity party, which left his offspring with no legacy, no inheritance, and the gift of a shattered self-concept. Because no one heard him and heard his cries over the broken shards of glass. He believed that no one heard his heartbreak, but someone heard and they responded quickly, only to be met with a smile through gleaming teeth and soothing words that said, hey, there's no emergency. When alone, he yelled again, and with soundless voice, the alert went out again. Again, someone came quickly to help, but it was not the person he had expected, and it was not the one he blamed. It was not the one who had truly been the cause of his pain. So again, the helper was met with a smile through gleaming teeth and soothing words that reassured them that there is no emergency here, and was told that their help was unwanted and unneeded. He believed that no one heard his heartbreak over the broken shards of glass, but someone heard. Thank you, Dee. Thank you so much. Thank you for blessing us on Black Girl Joy. I pray that this blesses everyone as they heard it. Um, I love you. And have a beautiful day, my sister. I love you, too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to Black Girl Joy. Please remember to like and share our podcast. And join our Facebook page on Black Girl Joy LLC. Remember to embrace the journey. Bye.